And welcome into another episode of Great Quarter Gals here on your Tuesday afternoon. I'm Kaylee Nix here with my partner in crime, Grace Sharkey. And this is the show where we highlight incredible women doing incredible things across the freight sphere. Grace, great to be back with you again, as always, and ready for another great show. Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're wrapping up uh, Black History Month, entering uh, Women's History Month, so we've had some great content uh, for February and excited. We've got some really great people in, in March here as well, so uh, it's a nice little transition episode for everyone. I love it. We're going to be rolling right into Women's History Month, and it's going to be good. I know we've already got some folks on the schedule looking to fill up some of the rest of our dates as well, so excited to be moving on into that. As you mentioned, we've got a really good show on the way today. And of course, you're not only our host here at Great Quarter Gals, host of Point of Sale, but you're also one of our writers on staff. And you write a column called The Logbook every week. Human interest stories, awesome things that are going on in the freight space. And oftentimes you write a lot about St. Christopher Truckers uh, Foundation, which helps support drivers who've been taken off the road. And that's kind of going to be the overbroad topic for today, right? Yes. Uh, not only do I maybe yearly dye my hair blue for them, but I uh, truly bleed blue for them. Uh, I love St. Christopher's. I love uh, everyone behind the organization. I think it's a very important group and organizations for truck drivers out there. I mean, we're talking about an industry where if you're not rolling and those wheels aren't moving, you're not making money. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, a lot of people have to decide between uh, life on the road or life circumstances like getting surgeries or taking care of their health. St. Christopher, they jump in and they, they're that uh, shoulder to lean on for drivers in those times. So uh, very excited to dive into what they're doing here in a little bit me as well. And but of course before we get to our guest we got to talk about news of the week. And some stories yeah. came out last week that I think are pretty interesting and pretty telling of the times that we're in. It's really no secret that if you're in a brokerage right now, times are tough on the job market and a lot of brokerages are now feeling the pain of layoffs. Some brokerages bit off a lot hiring a ton of companies or a ton of employees that is when the pandemic was in full swing and now they're maybe having to walk some of that back. One in particular our neighbor here in Chattanooga, Steam Logistics, offering $2,000 for employees to call it quits. And it's interesting because they say that this $2,000 kind of, wouldn't necessarily call it a buyout, I'd call it a payout, is actually less costly to them than going through a full layoff structure would be. Let's talk a little bit about maybe some of the ethos, the ethics behind this, and what you think, Grace. First off, I do like uh, thinking about this in, in reality, too. Just the whole office getting a uh, quit for $2,000 email uh, and just looking at each other like, who's about to take this? Uh, so I, it's, uh, it is a pretty... Um, it's a very business savvy way of, yes, letting people go, figuring out who doesn't want to be with your company long term, who might be looking at this as more of a step into some different type of career uh, and, and not at uh, looking for that long term career at Steam. So, uh, yes, they were offered uh, $2,000 to basically uh, leave themselves. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's interesting. I I. Uh, it's definitely, it, on, I think on paper seems very attractive, but I would say for employees out there, like 
realize that you probably could be giving better, better severance packages and or uh, a better uh, unemployment opportunities uh, not taking this route. But it is it is an interesting uh, ploy. And it's uh, I really love this uh, article, too, that I think Alan Adler put together because this is something that's uh, been happening for a while. He said, I think Zappos, right, it was the first company to do this type of uh, maneuver uh, back in 2009. And even the whole layoffs in December thing is kind of a early uh, or late 90s, I believe, early 2000s trend as well. So uh, I, I can't blame Steam for in the environment that we are at offering something like this. Is it probably some of the employees' best uh, choice to take? Probably not. But if, if maybe the job's not for you or you are not enjoying your time in that office, uh, here's a, a quick way to, to wrap up your week. To get yourself out, right? And I think it's I think it's interesting yeah. to kind of see that be like kind of the culmination of the brokerage hiring specs, right? Something that's also very yeah. noteworthy for Steam is, of course, they are the company that's fighting to end non-compete. So their brokerages aren't underneath this non-compete agreement. For other companies, I don't know if you would know this off the legality, off the top of your head or off folks you've talked to, if you get fired versus choosing to leave and take a payout like that, is a non-compete still in effect? Or is like, do we think that that's like a brokerage on brokerage kind of uh, kind of situation there? You know, I definitely don't want to talk for Steve on this one. Like, but it just is in general, like how would this work? I, I would hope that Steam is uh, with the movement that they're leading, not forcing a non-compete in that situation. Uh, I would... The ones, the, the ones I think that the industry are after and the people that um, have the worst behavior when it comes to non-competes, I could totally see mm-hmm. continuing to push a non-compete on them just because they can. Uh, but I think that goes back to the silliness of non-competes. Like what type of company is, and trust me, there's other people in this industry that have done what Steam's done. It's not just Steam. But how many how many companies are out there offering money to leave and then uh, revertly going and spending legal dollars to then see you. It's, uh, it's a crazy world we're living in. So I guess maybe the federal government will help lay that out here shortly. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's gonna be interesting to watch for sure and see maybe how that technique plays into other brokerages that need to let go of some of their talent. So Grace, let's go ahead and welcome in our guest for the day and going a little bit of a different route, right? We've got Lindsay Lawler joining us, who is a SiriusXM personality, one of your co-personalities there over at Sirius. She's also a country music singer and is going to be part of that St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund benefit that's coming up here in just a few months. So Lindsay, we are so excited to have you on with us and to get a little bit, it's like almost like a Nashville flash, right? Like I feel like I'm, I'm, a, yeah. I'm like an entertainment reporter right now. Lindsay, thank you for being here. It's good to have you. A Nash flash. I like it. I love that. I, I can't take credit for that. That's, I think it's Buzz Brainerd. He calls it like the Nashville Flash. It's like one of his segments. But regardless, Buzz, don't take credit. Don't, He's not here. Don't come. Don't come. Don't come for me for that one. But we're excited to have you and to learn a little bit about you. First thing, tell us about your music and how you got into the singing space. Yeah. So I'm from Texas by way of Oklahoma. I moved to Los Angeles when I got out of college. And but we've been in Nashville now about 17 years. And uh, Nashville and country music is my heart. I grew up singing country music. So to be here now and really focus on it is 
now for 17 years is, is very exciting. But um, I, uh, when live, I've always worked in radio though as well. I worked for legendary Kid Craddock back in Dallas growing up, and then worked for Clear Channel out in when I was in Los Angeles, and um, have been in radio here in Nashville as well, um, as well as always or for the past now about 12 years, been connected with the trucking industry. So, you know, it's really fun, especially being a part of Road Dog Trucking and the series family now. It's really fun. It ties together all my worlds of both radio, music, and trucking. So um, it's really fun to be, to, to marry all my worlds. Yeah, uh, their show on Saturdays is a hoot. Uh, you guys get into, you dive into like everything. And I, sometimes it's not even trucking related. But I'm interested, how did you take these steps into the trucking industry? You said 12 years ago, you you started uh, that connection. What, what brought uh, the music industry and the trucking industry together for you? Yeah, so my father is an attorney, actually, in the insurance world. So he's dealt a lot with trucking. And so we have friends in trucking industry. And so... Several years ago, I um, was hired to play the Great American Truck Show back in the days of that back in Dallas and literally was singing at like back by the bathroom on the on the convention floor. <laughs> and they sing itsy bitsy spider for truck drivers kids during the, the show that day. And I met the people of the Truckload Carriers Association and heard about the Highway Angel program, which recognizes uh, drivers who are out on the road performing extraordinary acts anything from changing a tire to delivering a baby to saving a life. I heard about that program and I approached him and I said, let me write a song for you. And the president at the time, he said, that's either going to be horribly cheesy or horribly depressing. I said, well, you're probably right, but let me try. And uh, so we did. We wrote their song and it ended up becoming an, sort of an anthem for them and for truck drivers and something that I'm, I'm really proud of. Um, and from that, you know, I, I, sort of saw the need and the connection between drivers and the music business, really, of drivers needing to find entertainment and connection on the road. And so I, with along with my publicist, I developed a thing called the Highway Angel Truck Stop Tour. And we went out on the road for several years doing free concerts for truck drivers at the TA Petros across the country. Um, how I really found my connection with the St. Christopher Fund and, and good people there as well, as well as, as Radio Nemo, because I'd be on there show quite a bit promoting some of our different stops for the Highway Angel program. So it's what kind of, again, married a lot of those worlds. And um, it's what really kind of began my love affair with truck drivers. Um, I mean, not in a very clean way, um, because <laughs> I started realizing all the connections that we share while being on the road, you know, as, as musicians and drivers being away from our families and, you know, constantly in a different place. And, trying to, you know, keep the connection up and stay healthy and all the things. And a lot of my songs have come from stories drivers have shared with me. So it's a really cool connection that I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of. I absolutely love that because roadblock is something that can be so isolating, right? And it, it is completely non-exclusive to what form you take of being on the road, whether you're a country music star or you're a Hollywood star or you're a driver or you know you're a railroad man. It's hard work to be away from your family, to be away from your friends, and to really feel like you're lacking that connection and all you're out is doing this job, no matter how much you love it, right? When you're talking about building these connections and these relationships, is there a story that really sticks with you that you've kind of come back to constantly throughout the years? Or is there a story that you've written maybe your favorite song about that you'd want to share with us? Uh, from a driver's standpoint? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for sure. Definitely. It is 
just for one sort of a blanket statement, really cool to see drivers show up at shows. And, you know, these, from a cliche standpoint, the big burly truck drivers show up crying, at, you know, at, the, at, at shows saying that song really touched me. And Highway Angel, thank you for, for seeing me. Um, which that's something that I think is so important being seen in that connection piece, like you mentioned, it's so important in our world, um, especially today, especially after all we've been through the past couple of years. Um, but you know, what's really funny is I love the connection to when drivers, when I sing, because a lot of my songs, like I said, have been, you know, targeted almost like, almost like a school assignment. I, you know, I've written a song for women in trucking. I've written a song for um, the citizen driver program, for the highway angel program, for the capital Christmas tree program. So they've always been like a school lesson. But then when I write things inspired specifically by just, I'd say real life stories, I love when drivers say to me, thank you for writing for singing about stuff other than trucks and realizing we like stuff other than trucks. I'm like, yeah, yes. you're human too, right? And um, one song that I wrote um, called He Loves the Road was inspired by this man named Gary Salisbury, who has been, was a truck, is a truck driver, has been all his life, then started his own trucking company. He's worked in sort of every facet of, of the trucking world. But he, we were talking one night and he, um, at a, I think at a trucking convention or, or somewhere, and he happened to say to me and my co-writer, Chris Roberts, he said, you know, that the hardest slash, like the best slash worst thing about being a driver is when you realize how much you love the road and that the road is your first love and then figuring out how to find that balance with your family and how to tell your wife that and, and make her understand that the road is really his first love, not his main love, but his first love. <laughs> and that really sat, sat with me for a long time. And so we wrote this song called he loves the road. And the tagline is, um, I wish to God that I love coming home the way that I love the road. And um, that's something that's been really special to me to sing and, and, and watch that connection with drivers be like, I, you know, I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my husband. But man, that road is that that driving force, pun intended, that uh, keeps me going. So, yeah. I love how you speak about even like meeting and talking with these drivers because, you know, uh, I'm, we're going to be at Matt's here in a couple of weeks. And uh, even the time we spent uh, at in DC for um, a race across America, it's, it's amazing to, to really see these individuals in their element. And you, you almost feel like more of an outsider than, than you have in the past. And I guess for you working with these drivers, right, learning how close they are connected to the road, uh, what has surprised you the most about the driving culture that maybe like consumers themselves really need to understand when they're driving next to these guys on the road and cutting them off or uh, giving them uh, shit at a receiver, right? What what is something that you you really want them to understand that's uh, important to to drivers in the in the way that they live? Yeah, well, I mean, outside of the the basic that we know that people but people forget that what a necessity truck drivers are. Obviously, we we saw that during COVID, but people forget it. Um, and I truly believe that that these men and women on the road are legitimate rock stars. And I've gotten to see that in programs like say the citizen driver program where, where drivers are awarded a truck stop to be named after them. Like that's the ultimate award for a driver. Right. And so to, and I've sang at a lot of those uh, naming ceremonies. So to see 
the the mayor and media and all these people's families show up and hear people talk about drivers, to hear people talk about the drivers in their life. It's like this constant, we see them as so separate on the road, I think sometimes, the, the four-wheelers, that it's like, it's me against the driver. And when you hear the stories about what these drivers do when they're not driving, and remember, they're human. They're just a human being. It's like the, in the Us Weekly where it says celebrities, they're just like us. They put our pants on, their pants on one leg at a time. I believe that for drivers to be similar, that when you hear about, you know, the families they have to go home to, the communities that they volunteer with, um, a lot of them are veterans. A, a big majority of them are veterans or volunteer with their local, you know, fire department or at, as EMTs. And so it's almost like taking trucking out of the mix of a driver and just like giving them that human element to me is what is the most important part. And um, that it's it's just surprising. I, I don't know why I'm always still surprised when like we have so many drivers call in on our weekend show to talk about motorcycles and what, you know, music they like and what books they're reading. And it's always like, oh my gosh, you do other stuff than drive a truck. Let's remind <laughs> people of that. I don't know why that's so shocking all the time, but but it is. That's my like way to, to look at them like like rock stars. I mean, they're the rock stars of the road. I believe that. I, I love that. The rock stars of the road. So when you are yeah. on Sirius XM and you're part of that show on Saturdays, as Grace mentioned, is there kind of a difference between what you're doing honoring drivers on the Sirius show versus honoring them with your songs? Or is it kind of the same thing, just kind of wrapped up into different packages? Yeah, I think the weekend show, which is fun, like Dave Nemo does, you know, Monday to Friday, along with Jimmy Mack um, as well during the week. It's more, you know, news, informational, policy-based and so what we're trying to do on the weekend, yeah, I think is really what we tried to do with like the truck stop tour and our, our concerts for drivers, which is give them that reprieve, give them a breath to to um, be entertained. And as Jimmy Mack puts it, if if a driver could call in and say, wow, I just realized four hours went by, I was entertained while getting paid to roll down the road. That's like his like check mark that he's, you know, his life is complete. His job is complete. So I think that's what we're really doing on the weekend show, trying to bring in. Um, I have a lot of my songwriter friends. I, I live in Nashville. A lot of my friends are hit songwriters and great artists, um, along with Levi Hummon, who I'm doing the show with, which we'll talk about in a minute. But so to, to have a, a musical reprieve and have authors on and um, actors on and talk about things other than just um, you know policy and news information, certainly we trickle that in. But I think that's the idea, trying to give them a break, because we know that music and entertainment, we, we definitely learn this again. I keep referencing the COVID times, but um, still still triggered by that. I guess we all are. But um, <laughs> that's like the underlying thing to really be able to give these men and women a break and just, you know, help them pass the time while they're doing their job that we need them to do. Well, and speaking of Levi, and speaking of this wonderful concert, so everyone out there, uh, of course, our one of our favorite uh, groups that we like to talk about on the show, uh, we have on SiriusXM all the time, is St. Christopher's Truckers Relief Fund. And they're doing their first live benefit concert. The other one was virtual. So now we're out here in person. COVID's not over, but hey, it's over for this, right? And uh, yeah. it's going to be in Knoxville, Tennessee at Cotton Eye Joe's, the Highway to Hope concert. You are going to be performing with uh, Nemo as well, which is awesome. He is incredible. I love watching him on YouTube too. And then, I mean, 
hi, hello, Levi. Uh, I'm single, yeah. but uh, <laughs> this is, uh, he's a great upcoming artist as well. I've uh, just added a bunch of my, his songs to my uh, playlist. Question for you, how excited are you for this? And I know that uh, especially being able to perform with Dave and then perform with Levy as well, how how great is this an opportunity for you? Yeah, I get it. It's funny. It's another thing that like marries all my worlds. I've known, I've been friends with Levi for years. Levi's dad, um, who is Marcus Hummond, who's a Grammy award-winning songwriter, wrote God Bless the Broken Road and Cowboy Take Me Away, Born to Fly, et cetera, et cetera. And Marcus and I worked together quite a bit. And so we've watched Levi grow up. I'm a little bit older than Levi. So um, <laughs> sort of watched him grow up. And uh, this is our first time that we, we sing together out at... Um, in Mexico for this uh, music festival that I'm a part of. Um, but this is our first show to do Levi and I together. So that will be super fun. And yeah, I love St. Christopher's fun. I, you know, <clears throat> there's so many, I think so many singers that show up and sing for benefits because, because they were told to a publicist sent them there or they were getting paid or, you know, whatever the deal may be. But I have gotten to sing for so many trucking related events that I have a heart for and that I have seen firsthand at work. And I know what St. Christopher Fun does. I know the benefit of it. I know that it's actually beneficial and it's actually, you know, putting their money and their time and their efforts into the the drivers and the family's pockets and lives. So um, that's really cool. And what's actually added really special for this event is that it's not just for truck drivers. This is open to the public and it's at a huge, like Cotton Eye Joe there in Knoxville, right off the freeway. It's a huge country music venue, a really well-known one. And really cool that on a Saturday night, their most, their busiest night, Cotton Eye Joe is, their proceeds from the door are going to St. Christopher Fun and to Trucker's Relief, which is a really cool bonus. So, um, you know, I've said for years, I love that we within the trucking industry tell each other, remind each other about how great trucking is. We know that it's taking that message outside, letting non-trucking related um, people, families hear more about the industry and see great things that we're doing. So I know Levi's excited. I'm excited. Dave Nemo's going to be there emceeing. He's going to perhaps sit in and have a little drum solo special with with our band. And uh, it's going to be a really fun event. And I, there's VIP tickets as well. If you want to come out and be part of the VIP where we're going to do a little special pre-concert with food and drinks and then have the the main event that evening. So it's going to be really special. Good old honky tonk night. And I'm actually in the studio right now working on a new record that comes out this summer. So it's going to be my first show doing these new songs from the album. So that to me is very special. Awesome, Lindsay. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm about an hour, 45 minutes down the road in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So I might make it up there to catch us. It would be absolutely awesome to go and see that. And we are so grateful for you to come on and talk about this concert and, of course, to hear your work. If folks want to maybe listen to a little bit more of your work, are you on Spotify? Are you on Apple Music? Where can they go to do that? My music is everywhere you find music. Spotify, Apple, Pandora, wherever you find your music. Uh, You can go to lindsaylawler.com, L-A-W-L-E-R, on social media. You can find me anywhere and everywhere. And new, actually two singles that will be coming out um, next month and then a full new record coming out. I haven't put out a record in a while. And this is a country, country record. So going back to my race, Texas country (laughs) records. So 
Yes, yes, thank you. And come see me in Nashville. I love this show. Y'all yeah. are badasses. This is really cool. So thank you for having me. Such an honor. Thank you so much. Thank we so appreciate much. it. And of course, as you saw up on the screen, head on over and get those Highway for Hope tickets going to be in just about a month and a half, April 22nd, down in or up in Knoxville, Tennessee, I guess I should say up for me. I would love to see you guys there. I know everybody would love to see you there as well. Grace, do you think that you can make it to Knoxville for this? I know you're kind of busy on your travel list. I, I'm truly working in it. I think I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm I like 80% yes right now because it is like a time period where I have a nice gap. So I, I'm working on it right now. It's not, there you yeah, go. I'm trying to VIP all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And speaking of your travel, you've got math coming up in just a few short weeks. Mid-America Trucking Show in Kentucky. Tell us a little bit about that. Super excited. Yes, I'll be at Matt's. It sounds like uh, Justin, Super Trucker, and Rooster will be there too. Uh, we'll be doing the Sirius XM show live. They have an awesome uh, stage set up in the middle. It's, it's really cool because the drivers do come out and they, they have like a little fan club. It's really, really awesome. So we're excited to meet a lot of our uh, listeners uh, in person. Uh, and it's a huge family event too. She's absolutely right. This is a great opportunity to not only see uh, different technologies, different companies within the trucking industry, but see these drivers show off to their families just exactly what they're doing too. Plus there's really cool trucks. Like that's the, that's the, big, the best part. Is trucks the, 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 cool. trucks, the trucks are the best part. Exactly. Well, thank you guys yeah. all for tuning in for us today for Great Quarter Gals. And of course, we'll see you next week. Hopefully you enjoyed our State of Freight webinar from today. If you missed it, you can head on over to tv.freightwaves.com. Catch today's webinar as well as our webinar from the last month as well on demand. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Have a great rest of your week. One, two, three. Oh! Mm-hmm.